Hello and welcome to Warlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Alexa White, and with me this week is Legion. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Doing good. How are you doing today? I am doing excellent. It is a Wednesday. I'm getting close to the weekend when I can spend even more time with my kid, which means I have even less fun. And this is uh, the last day before I start my work week. Oh, that's... So you work through, like, the weekend? Or I no? work Thursday through Sundays. Yeah. I mean, I guess that gives you, like, what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? So you have a three-day weekend, I guess. That's yep. pretty cool. Uh-huh. I also work at a rolling, so... I mean, that is sounds like way more fun than my job anyways. Yeah. And better benefits, probably uh, better uh, discounts because I just get free roller skating and half off food at the roller rink. So, yeah, I get uh, none of those. So definitely better. Uh huh. You probably get health insurance though. Uh, I do, in fact, get health insurance. Um, sometimes I get like pencils thrown at me, so they kind of balance out though because usually I have to use them, so it's good. Yeah, that's that's not fun. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, for those who do not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, so my name is RJ. Uh, I play out of southwestern Ontario in Canada. I play out of Windsor. I've been playing minis games since I was like 10. I'm 32 now, so for like almost 70% of my life, I've been doing some sort of game like this. Mm -hmm. I started with Fantasy, uh, playing Dark Elves, then when Games Workshop closed the store I was managing. I spitefully went to Privateer Press and I played Legion and uh, did that pretty competitively. I did WTC for a couple of times and then started playing Guild Ball. That was a ton of fun. And then the community was so competitive that Steamforge had to close and that made me really sad. And now I'm playing Marvel because all of my friends play Marvel and it has really cool characters. Yeah. So that's how I got it. And now let me ask you, what character do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol that isn't currently in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Yeah, so I think the coolest character, I, that wasn't intentional, but that's going to work really well. The coolest character that I want to see added is Iceman from the X-Men. Yeah. Um, growing up, like the 90s X-Men cartoon, I'm sure you probably get this a lot, but that was like one of the things I watched every Saturday morning. And uh, just kind of like the X-Men love is where a lot of my Marvel love started and Iceman uh, and Nightcrawler, I guess too. Those are two that I just like, why aren't they here? They should be here. They're cool. Yeah, no, I do get the 90s cartoon a lot. I am the generation after that on X-Men Evolution. Okay. I've heard good things about that. I uh, just spend all my time pretty much playing video games. So once I get over the games I'm playing, maybe I'll give it a shot and I can finally get on the bandwagon. So it is, I think it's the reason I like CW shows a lot, because it very much is like a X-Men the teen drama. Okay, cool. So you can kind of like get behind the characters and... Yeah, because like... it's, it's as much them trying to like hide their superpowers in high school as it is like X-Men stuff. And it also has like classic trashy gospel rogue. <laughs> so she's a favorite of yours then? Yeah. Yeah. Not not quite my favorite. Um oh Captain My Captain, Captain Kitty Pride is currently my favorite and the one I want to see in the game, but we won't get Captain Kitty Pride anytime soon. 
Is that different than like the '90s Kitty Pride? Uh, so in current comics, uh, in like the actively coming out comics, Kitty Pride is a pirate captain and has a oh no, fantastic wait, really? red pirate coat and a sword and her dragon and her crew is uh Bishop, Iceman, Pyro, and Storm. And it's like intergalactic pirate, like spaceship pirate. Uh, no, no, she's a sea pirate. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that part. Uh, I thought Bishop was like a time traveler. He like time travels back to be a pirate. So how aware of you of what has happened in X Men comics is, are you? Not really at all. Okay. I that's my my one thing I'll admit right now is that for as much as I loved like comic book stuff growing up, I thought I was into comics until I've talked to some friends and some people in the community, and I know nothing. So in about three years ago, at this point. They rebooted X-Men completely in mm -hmm. a really interesting way that I'm not going to spoil because I do actually highly recommend you read House of X, Power of X. Okay. Um, but the end result is all the mutants, and when I say all, I mean basically everyone. There are a couple notable exceptions, but everyone is working together and have their own island nation. Oh, really? So it's not like the like Brotherhood and like... Golden Blue and everyone's, like, best friends now? Uh, also Apocalypse is there. Uh, the notable exceptions who cannot <laughs> seem to keep, th uh, keep things under, uh, uh, keep things stable and follow the rules are Sabretooth and Omega Red. Okay. Well, that seems like it's a lot different than what I remember, but I yes. mean, I could get behind that. And so, Kitty Pride is uh, the extradition and smuggling arm of the country. Uh, so she basically... So is this like... So she's like a modern-day, like, Somali pirate-style character now? Kind of. Um, uh, so I kind of wish she was just in, like, a wooden boat with a cannon. Like, and, like, swashbuckling. Uh, I know that wouldn't make sense. She gives off that vibe. Her, her thing is that, like... Like, all mutants are welcome in the nation of Krakoa, but not all nations are letting their mu mutants extradite, and so she's, like, going into countries hmm. that, like, Russia and uh, Mandapur that aren't letting their mutants extradite and getting them out of there. So she's, like, the mobile resistance kind of deal? Like, kind SEAL of, Team 6? Yeah. Alright, cool. And it's all, all right. being, uh, also... Uh, because it's all being banked by uh, Emma Frost, technically Kitty Pride is the Red Queen of the Hellfire Club right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like books and books behind at this point, then, right? <laughs> so it's the the really easy restart point with House of X, Power of X. That's where they kind of clean stuff up, make this new status quo, and then. You have your offshoots, and you can pick and choose which ones you go after. Uh, but Waters, like which is the one that uh, Kitty Pride runs, is one of the best. I could see myself like definitely spending a day at work trolling through Wikipedia posts trying to catch up on this. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot that has happened. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I, I can give that a shot. Yeah. I will say that I'm not like a big super sci-fi fan, so you know the modern day part is cool. I, I mean, we can we can give it a shot. Uh, they've also taken over Mars at this point. There's a sci-fi. I knew there'd be some sci-fi part of this. Yeah. Okay. 
No, it's 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 a really interesting production, and I do highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, no, Pirate Pirate Captain Kitty Pride is like one of my top characters, uh, just behind the Stafford Cuckoos. The the who? The Stafford Cuckoos. I'm googling right now. Uh, they are the genetic cloned slash kids of Emma Frost that are oh yeah six. Uh, uh, sorry, five girls who all share a mind link and thus act as one. So they're like a hive mind with, like, different yeah. people? Oh, that's kind of cool. A hive mind with psychic powers. Oh, I get it. Like, step for, like, the step for wives, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like, the idea that, like, everyone is the same. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm behind it now. Yeah. They are so cool, and I would love to see them put on the table, and I don't want them to be a ground for Emma Frost. That could be, like, I wonder if they could do it where, like, they have multiple tokens or, like, multiple characters, but, like, they share a health pool. Like, I'm always a, a really cool, like, I'm always behind characters in games that are, they, like, have different mechanics and how they work. Yeah. Like, um, Kirk's had, like, a, these three witches that would, like, work around their little altar and war machine, mm-hmm. and I didn't really like the Kirk stuff, but, like, that was really cool. So, yeah. yeah, that would be cool to see them put in the game. But now, I must ask, who did you bring for yep. us to talk about today? So I brought um, my favorite Q, which is Quentin Beck. Mm-hmm. So that is Mysterio. Yes. Uh, I I saw your icon when I reached out to you and went, this is probably <laughs> what they're choosing. Yeah. So I did that because um, for the longest time on Discord, I had my best friend's baby picture. And eventually he just got to the point where it pissed him off too much. And I decided like... That was right when I was kind of getting into my spider foes swing things, and I just kept falling more and more in love with Mysterio. Yep. So I just switched to that. Mm-hmm. Now, as uh, Mysterio is affiliated in Cabal, Criminal Syndicate, and spider Foes, so we will not be doing any of those this week. So, mm-hmm. um, is there a place that you want to start out talking about? As in a place that I think he could fit, or... At, hmm. at the place you want to play him. A place I would want to play him. <clears throat> so the thing about Spider-Foes that kind of hurts him is that Spider-Foes has a really good roster of three-point characters. So I'm kind of looking up and down the affiliation list to see if there is a good spot that he's not going to have to fight with like this um, ensemble cast of good threes. Mm-hmm. And I think, let's see. Why don't we just scrap that idea and let's put him in what's going to be like my next love. And I think my next love is going to be Uncanny X-Men. Okay. Uncanny I, X-Men I is wonder definitely, if we can make him there. Yeah. Uncanny X-Men is definitely an option. You give him a little bit extra mobility, which is very good because he's a very slow character. Um, you give yep. him cover on top of his defensive mechanics. And it means that while it, it turns that one defense into something not as scary because you get a pretty consistent one block. Um, so that is that is all very good. Um, there's a couple ones I wanted to bring up quickly. Um, first sure. up is Convocation. Okay, so I'll admit the reason why I'm not... I don't put him in Convocation in my head. And that is... Um, I just don't know Convocation nearly as well. Like, there's something about them that 
they don't jive with how I want to play. So every time I look at them, I'm like, yeah, cool wizards. And they have this really cool like tactics card. And, mm-hmm. you know, like the user, they're mystic as their physical defense sometime. Uh, and then I just like, as I go to deep dive them, I just go to something I find cooler. So I just don't know them well enough that I think I could talk about them. I would probably just verbal diarrhea and you'd hate me. Well, so here's the thing. As I said, this is a let's experiment podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm okay running into something, especially since I'm here to to know a little bit about what's going on. Are you, you're gonna hold my hand and teach me the ways? Maybe if that's the direction you want to go. There's a couple others that I do want to bring up. Um, okay. Another thing that I have to say about uh, Mysterio is sometimes he can be a little power starved. For sure. Um, and so I want to talk about a force. Okay, yep. Um, as just an affiliation that can get you power, um, that uh, has protective elements, that means he can keep going, and has a major lack of low-cost mystic. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, and I don't see anything mystic. You're right, sorry, they have Scarlet Witch. Yeah, they have Scarlet Witch, but that's it. That's it, right? Yeah, everything else is mostly physical and then some energy thrown in. Yeah. Um, so giving them extra mystic is something they can't complain about. They have the two threats uh, to help make sure you get Mysterio in at every point value with She-Hulk, uh, even though mm-hmm. she's six. Uh, it gives him power gen to be just the slippiest little guy. Um that's that's the love that I have for him right there. Yeah. I love that he just can kind of get in spots that you don't expect him to. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of the whole spider foe idea of like random chip damage that they don't really, you don't expect it. Yeah. So looking at A-Force, maybe that is a super good idea because they have a ton of big hitters, eh? Yeah, they have a ton of big hitters and they also have a ton of chip damage. Um, <laughs> they have a good amount of, because um, you have like, you have Agent Widow and Domino who can do their attacks, and uh, which they they do a lot of small attacks, but those small attacks generally chip in for one or two damage. Yep. Um, you have Crystal who has her Incinerate, which makes everything easier. Uh, you have the Black Widow Martial Prowess too, right? I think it's called Martial Prowess on her, right? Uh, no. So you're looking at uh, on. Oh, sorry. Counter-Strike for her, right? Yeah, Counter-Strike on Black Wi- Core Black Widow. Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a potting shot, and then Gamora has martial prowess. That's what it is, yep. And then you have the bodyguards from Okoye, and technically She-Hulk, though you don't use it as much. And then you just have Valkyrie, who's just never been a bad character. She's a little less good now, but she's never been a bad character. You know, she was when I first started this game, my friend played her and she was the first character that I looked at. And I was like, wow, that's a really strong character. I I'm very surprised that she fits in that like four spot. He's like, no, 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 she's a three. And I was like, that's busted. Like that is 100 percent got to go. Yeah. Um, So that may be a place for him. Um, In a very different way, but in a similar idea, uh, I think he also works fairly well in Avengers. I think everyone just works well in Avengers, though, right? Everyone works well in Avengers. Yeah. (laughs) That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not terrible. It's, do you have, um, I'm sure you've discussed this before, but the idea of, like, turd polishing. 
uh, we haven't specifically talked about it because we're generally very positive on the characters we're talking about. Because Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be me saying that um, Mysterio is a turd, which I definitely don't think he's a turd. I love him. Yeah. But my issue with whenever I make any list with um, specifically Steve is that whenever I'm doing it, I'm like, this is such a cool idea. I really like this. And then I'm like, what is better? And then I can usually find something that's just like for sure better, which always kills my mood. But we, we don't worry about that. We are having fun here, not necessarily making the best lift. <laughs> That's fair. I'm, uh, you know, I will say I just listened to, I think it was Strike, yeah, Strike Better, um, Farmer's podcast. And he was talking about the difference between like a super competitive and a super like game night list. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that opened up my eyes to just like how much fun it is when everyone in the play group is just there for a good time. Yeah. So... Maybe this is actually the perfect the perfect time for me to be on this podcast because my mindset's kind of shifting. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, I want to talk about uh, Web Warriors, both affiliations, actually. In Web both? Of, you mean... Both leaderships. Both leaderships? Yeah, okay. Because, um, like, the defensive rerolls are very good, especially since it allows uh, Mysterio to reroll his one die if he gets a skull. Yeah, the, the death sentence skull for him, yep. On the other hand, Amazing Spider-Man, um, Mysterio is already a very annoying character. Um, if you can mm -hmm. get damage through on his builder, um, you can uh, advance them short. And adding the ability to slow them, double it, uh, spend one to slow them, double attack them, uh, to and get the damage through to double move them short is very annoying, I imagine. Yeah, it's like an unofficial stagger, right, at that point? Because you have to use your pretty much all your movement to get back to where you were. Yeah. And that's not even counting if he does his actual spender, if he can actually get off his spender, which is also a throw and a wild stagger. So that's even... That's a short, again... And then a stagger. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I think I've probably played Mysterio like 10 or 15 times. Um, maybe closer to 10. I think I've done his spender like twice. Mm -hmm. I want to do it and uh, it always feels good, but I have such a hard time saying no to tricks and traps. Very fair. <laughs> I, I think they are uh, different. They are useful in different situations. And the, I think yeah. In this list, Cutting Call will be a little bit more useful than Tricks and Traps because you, uh, Spider Foes as an affiliation likes to play on the opponent's turn as much as their own turn, and that's where Tricks yeah. and Traps really shine. But I think Web Warriors is the team that wants the control on their turn, um, to just be just the most annoying. That I think that is like, so as far as that playstyle goes. I always have a hard time um, looking at, like, is that fun for the other person? But I've got to say that idea of just being so annoying, I, I love it. Like, I'm all behind that idea. Yeah. So we talked about a couple options. Is there one that jumps out to you as a thing you want to follow down the rabbit hole? Okay, so you are here to guide me, right? Yes. Why don't we... Um, I think all of those are fun options, but I think maybe you could be my sensei here and you could teach me how to make the convocation list work okay so convocation actually starts with the tactics card then yes this is their 
Yes. Is this the Ironbound Books one that we're talking about? No, because uh, you have okay. to remember, the bar with no door, their leadership is a tactics card. Okay, this is the one that they attach, because they start with six, right? This is like the free one that they get? Yeah, so it still counts as part, part of their ten, Yep. but it does not count for one of their uh, slots for the game. Like the five that they bring in? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and both sides of this card work really well for Mysterio, because um, on, on the Moons of Manda, uh, Moonapur side, uh, when an ally character makes a mystic attack against a character without an activated token, they may re-roll one of its attack dice. Cool. Attack re-roll. And then when an ally character without an activated token makes a defense roll, it may re-roll one of its defense dice. Cool. Defense re-rolls. Most people like those. There's uh, never a time when I don't like re-rolls. That's fair. And then Mysterio is a character with stealth. So the Circle of the Cosmos, uh, when... An ally character suffers damage from an enemy effect after the effect is resolved. You may place within one of its current position. So your idea being that you're just going to place, if they're in that like little weird spot, you can place into stealth so they can't be attacked again? Yep. Okay. I'm following. I'm in. Yep. So, yes. But I also think Ironbound Books is a must-include, so let's get that in there. Uh, okay. Because it's... A convocation bends two during the power phase, and then this round, when an enemy character, uh, when an enemy targets an ally character with a physical attack, you may choose to use your mystic, uh, change the attack type to mystic. You know, that's something that he likes to do with his five. Yeah. I can get behind that. So, uh, there is no affiliation leader, so we can just look at this whole swath of affiliated characters and choose three to four, and that is, and we can always make that work, basically. So, tell me about this, because I had I played um, a tournament with some friends, and I've always been of the opinion that Wong is terrible. And he said that Wong is actually amazing as the leader in um, Convocation. So is he way off his rocker? Is that true? What's your opinion? Uh, I think Wong is medium as your leader in Convocation. I think it depends on your board. Okay. I think Wong is a really good leader on Deeds. Um, is that just because you are like they already want like a back D babysitter? Yeah, you already wanted back D babysitter that Wong is very good at. And it requires your opponent to commit super, super deep to take out your uh, leader, and it allows you to collapse on them really easily. Okay. Now, when you play Wong, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't get the defense bonus if you're playing Strange 2, right? It's only if you play Strange 1? I think so. Okay. So if you're playing Wong on a D, does that mean that... Well, I'm guessing because of how they changed it in November, you're playing both Stranges as well, then? Would that be, like, fair to throw him in here? Um, you can definitely do that, uh... I generally, when I make uh, convocations lists, and this is just a personal thing, so other mm -hmm. people will do it other ways, I tend towards uh, the threes and the fours and only take one of the fives. Okay, yep. Because, um, like, you want your big hitter at times or your big control piece. It de That depends on which direction you're going. But I'm a big fan of Dr. Voodoo and Ancient One and Magic and to a lesser extent, Baramodo and Clea. So it's like, where do that, that kind of pushes out Sorcerer Supreme or Doctor Strange 
at low point yeah. values and you don't want and you can never play both of them and they kind of fill the same spot in the roster identity as in like the big attacker and like yeah yeah I guess they both kind of have like a little bit of support too, right? With um, Strange having heals and shields and Strange, well, I guess you'd say Strange 1 having heals and shields and Strange 2 having the place. Yeah, the place and heals. Oh, yeah, because he heals off of his, um, uh, spender. his big spender, right? Yep. Yeah, I always forget about that. Mm-hmm. He always just throws daggers from a mile away when I play him, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um,. How do you feel about, like, the cast of Convocation? The cast of it? Yeah. Um, I'm building up as we go. So if I look at the actual cast, so I very much... So I started... Um, one of the first teams I played was Midnight Suns. So mm-hmm. obviously, Dr. Voodoo. And I mean, it's Dr. Voodoo, so yeah. uh, it's quite good. Mm-hmm. So he's for sure good. I like Dr. Strange number two, Supreme Strange. I think he's just... He's kind of got a little bit of everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think he's good. Baron Mordo, I think, is just a really cool character. Yeah. I When he was first released, um, like I was just like, yeah, like I'm all in on this guy. And he just has like really cool names on his, his abilities. Like Master of the Occult just sounds cool. Like I just want to yeah. play him because he's a Master of the Occult. Um, so I'm good with him. Clea, I don't know as much about. And um, Ancient One... She seems okay. She just seems really short range to me. Like that's my one thing that I'm kind of worried about. She can get it. Let me tell you, she can get it because she gets two power of turn, so she always gets a range two place. So it's a medium move, a range two place, and generally turn one, you're being able to attack someone going into a middle point. So me just looking at the the two three two is definitely a trap. Yeah. Like as far as the ranges go, yeah. Uh huh. She can dive super super easily. Now, so her being a two, three, five, do you, I think I'm screwing this up. So Ironbound books can come back, right? Like you can play it yes. multiple turns somehow. Yeah. Uh, so whenever a convocation character gets KO'd, it comes back. Okay. So you can kind of like dick in the wind a little bit and then like let yourself, once you screw up, like they get KO'd, it's like great. You get it back and you can start all over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And she also has a uh, martial artist and two rebels on defense. So she is surprisingly tanky for two physical defense. Yeah, so she counts blanks and she rerolls, right? And yeah. she can reroll into blanks. So I guess, yeah, she actually is probably impossibly hard to kill now that I'm past the, the numbers. Uh, if you can get within two of your opponent, which you can if you're holding up three power for Winter for two. Of course, skulls... Oh, okay, yeah, because you push yourself in on their turn, right? Yep. It's reactive. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. Uh, skulls are still the worst thing for her, though. That's fair. Uh, Most people like that are not, what, like, Scarlet Witch and Dormammu and Dormammu's daughter. You know, they don't like skulls. So that's pretty fair. Yeah. Also, she has Pierce on her attack. If Mystic Pierce is very good. Yeah, I could see that. That would be helpful. Uh-huh. I'm and also her spender is so good. Um costing well having eight dice is always good, right? And uh-huh. it's got the no like crits just don't ever count. Yep. So yeah. And if you somehow don't kill someone or going into like a Hulk or someone, uh someone big who has a lot of health pool, uh stagger. 
Yeah, that's always like funny when they put those like if this model hasn't exploded into a million pieces, they also take stagger. It's like, oh, thank you for that. But I yeah. probably killed it with eight dice, hopefully. I guess you're right, like maybe Hulk or She-Hulk, like with their 20 health pool. But otherwise, if you're I feel like even if they get staggered, like if you didn't kill someone with an eight dice attack, you're probably going to be in a bad way. Eh, not always. Because uh, eight dice averages out to five successes. Uh, so if you're, like, going into a just-flipped-over six-health character, or a five-health character with some amount of defensive tech, you're then not... you actually have to with them. Yeah, they're not actually going to explode. But it will but it will get them super low and make them ineffective on their own turn. I found that, like, obviously dice in this game can't be counted for much, but mm -hmm. it just always feels like whenever you roll that many dice, it's never, like... The average, I always find it's like 12 or 0. Yeah. And it, it, it always feels very good or very bad, depending on what side of the dice you are of those. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then also, she has uh, a range 3 attack that give, gives her flat power, which means she can start of turn, do that, and have Winds of a Tomb up. And mm -hmm. if it deals damage, it gives poison, which poison is such an annoying condition. Yeah, I don't see it much in the games that I play. I think the only person I've really seen pass it out a lot is um, Strangers Choose Dagger, right? Yeah. But it is very frustrating. Uh -huh. And just giving mass poison out is very annoying. So yeah, I am hmm. a big fan of Ancient One, but we don't necessarily have to put her in if you're not sure about her. No, I'm definitely... I'm. This is my down-to-try-everything-once playthrough, so uh -huh. it's loaded up. And then let's talk about uh, someone who I think is actually kind of great, which is Magic. So I recently just got Magic. I'm looking at her right now. Um, I feel like Journey Through Limbo is a super sweet card, and I want to put her in places to try that card out. Oh, yeah. Because uh -huh. just like kidnapping someone and giving them Incinerate just feels so good. So I, I was talking with a friend and we were talking about um, how like Nightcrawler should like I feel like Nightcrawler should have a card that's similar to that in some way where he like brings someone around and they just come out like worse for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of sad they use that for Limbo Step, but you know, it's a cool idea anyways. Maybe just like rename it. Yeah. Um, we'll see when we get Nightcrawler. Um, it'll happen. It'll happen someday. I think it's going to be a minute, I think. Um, just kind of looking at the era that they are pulling from, they are doing either... Uh, they are doing a lot of the, like, 80s characters. And a little bit of the, like, 2000s creations to, like, balance out. But they're kind of skipping over the 90s stuff. So he's just like the the redheaded stepchild in the middle. I I think him and Kitty Pride <laughs> may be a hot minute. Yeah, I could see that. I also think Nightcrawler as an idea is probably really hard to balance on. Yeah. The Nightcrawler game. Like, as a character is really hard to balance. I think Kitty Pride is also one of those characters that's going to be really hard to balance because of her like phasing and stuff. Yeah, like just how do you make her cool without saying like, well, she has what wall crawler? You're like, oh, cool, good. This is the whole character. Mm-hmm. I, I have some ideas about that, but that is for AMG. people on the Patreon, not uh, uh, in the Discord. 
you got to get um, all the AMG workers, like the wills in here and get them to Patreon subscribe and then just start working, helping them out. Speed, speed the process up. Well, so I think some of what the delays are right now is that, because um, we're about two years out from, from the initial uh, happening of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I would not be surprised if their work cycle is about two years ahead. So I would not yeah, be I think surprised. Well, that's why sometimes I think when their cards come out, their cards are like, they feel very like strange. So they'll they'll fix like some cards. They'll be like these cards, you know, like this doesn't work the way that we want it to work. Mm -hmm. And then um, a new card comes out that just had that issue. Like Indomitable came out, and they're like, we don't want unaffiliated cards to be super ubiquitous, and everyone should take them. And then like a week later, Indomitable came out, and we're like, oh. So I think that's how an easy way we can get the indication. They're like years away from their production cycle, right? Yeah, and I would not be surprised if they are two years out because this feels like, hey, COVID just hit. Our entire production cycle has gone utterly derailed, so we have this slow section in production. Mm -hmm. That we're just now feeling as consumers because of the delay in the production cycle. Yeah, that's got to be a terrible feeling for someone that's developing a game, especially when their game, I think it was like 11 months or something, it just started and then COVID hit really hard. Yeah. So it's like you, you get your baby to take the first steps and then all of a sudden like... They're not allowed out of the house. You're like, oh, God. Yeah, no, it was like three to four months because they, they released in uh, November 2020, uh, 2019. So it's even worse. Yeah, they had like four months. Yeah, I think the I was playing, obviously they're not a Marvel game, at my local store, and the guys came over to show me like the... Uh, the Hulk box and um, who's the floating chair guy that always drives me crazy? Modok. Yeah, they showed me those boxes and I was just like, oh, cool. And then that was like the last time I went to my game store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would be like their first initial release wave, right? Yeah, that that is the first initial release wave. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, it seems like their game's picking up, taking yeah. off. Uh huh. And we currently have six characters, so let's talk about what are some. So we have a lot of Mystic Attackers, and we don't want everybody to be a Mystic Attacker just because then anyone with good Mystic Defense can beat our team really easily. It also probably would make the Convo Mirror matchup really slow and boring. Yes. Um, so is there any particular person that jumps out to you that you want to touch on otherwise? Specifically from... Out of affiliation. Um, Okay, so out of affiliation, if we're looking at attacks that are not mystic, what are some of the favorite? Um, I feel like you're going to laugh at me, and people are going to like question if I've ever played this game successfully, but how do you feel about Cable here? And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you why I'm picking Cable, is that I play a lot of criminals, and I play a lot of spider foes, and Cable has just bought up so much real estate in my mind mm -hmm. and i think if i just want when i think of like a good energy attack cable is it but i guess he's five points so maybe that's a terrible idea um so he let's let's talk him through um because i don't think this is 100 percent terrible he has uh extra power gen to get his own places so um, yep. and he he's a medium base so that that range one place you get off of the leadership is a little bit more. He does have a mystic attack, so you can set oh, it up right. where you flip over to 
if you're activating him first for his spender, uh, you can flip over to that side, uh, to the reroll side, just to give him, to give him rerolls on every one of his Aksani Sun attacks. Um, yep. He gives us a throw, which we don't really have all that much of. Um, he gives extra defense dice at times when we don't have Ironbound books, and he also benefits from Ironbound books. Yeah, because he's a three three four. So yeah. when you Ironbound books, he actually gets he goes four three four, right? Yep. Yeah, and he's a, he, like he's got an above average health pool too, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So. Well, I can he's see, about average for... I guess for a five cost, yeah. It just always feels like whenever I play against him, he's got a million health because um, he's just got so much power forever. It just feels yeah. great. Uh-huh. And he gives us a long-range attacker for the back. Yes. So I, I think that is a perfectly reasonable character. All right. I'm throwing him, throwing him in. Uh... So then what, I guess we should probably look at some form of, well, we need cheap characters and we need um, physical attacks, right? Yeah. We've got to kind of diversify that. So I'm going to, I I would, there's two that jump out at me mm -hmm. and the two, like one is very obvious and it's Zemo. Yep. Zemo just is always good in every situation. Yep. Um, good on Ironbound Book's turn. Yep. Fast, which I'm not. 100% sure if I look back at our characters, but I don't feel like we're very fast. We're medium fast. Like, we, we're have, not bad. we have a lot more places than long movements, but those places yeah. can go a long distance, because Ancient One is range 2 and can do it every turn, and the magic can be up to range 3. Plus on our, our one-inch move, we also have like Dr. Voodoo is a medium-sized base, Cable is a medium-sized base. Dr. Strength is a medium-sized base. Yeah, so we actually have like quite a few. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look fast on paper, but I do. I do feel like sometimes it's just nice. I mean, Zemo is always good to have. Yeah. But having that that long move, especially with a long move charge, like mm -hmm. just like Sonic the Hedgehog in our list here. Yep, and he gives everyone rerolls, which is never a bad thing. Yeah, turns out that when you're just a walking buff, uh, no one hates you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's my first bet would be to maybe go the Baron Zemo route, and then. Uh, actually, now that I'm saying my second bet, I'm not sure how much I like it because we have Cable, but my second bet was Bullseye. Um, just coming from the, the Criminal Syndicate yeah. like brain horse that I'm at right now, he's cheap, uh, physical, and the chip damage that, you know, he's just he's just dependable. It's really yeah. hard to dislike he's, him. He's really good. Yeah. It's weird, though, if you're going to play... I guess I've never seen it, but he and Cable, in my mind, if we're going to play Ds or we're going to play... I guess if you're playing Bs, you have two back ones, but... Yeah. Um, they kind of overlap in like well, what I picture them doing. Let's talk about. Uh, well, let's quickly bring up the F map. Okay. Yep. Are we talking about scoundrels? Yeah, superpowered scoundrels. Yep. So I love scoundrels. I think scoundrels is great. Oh yeah, and I think this is a team that's going to enjoy scoundrels. Yep. Um, so I do think Bullseye is a very good choice, especially because of how good he is on scoundrels for ignore cover. Yeah, just bouncing daggers up everywhere is great. And with range four, I, I'm not, you might correct me on this, but I think if he gets up to the middle, which would probably be the worst thing for him ever, he'd hate it. Oh, yeah. I think range four, you can actually get every other spot from the middle, except if they're on like the outside, correct? I'm pretty sure you are correct. Yeah, like I think there's a little bit of wiggle room. I might be wrong, but just it's so annoying if you get up there. 
Um, and I want to talk about a sometimes control piece, sometimes aggro piece. Um, doesn't quite benefit from books for, for us, um, but I think it's just really good in general and I've been loving recently. And that is Miss Marvel. Okay. This is okay. Yeah, I'm in. My one of my like my big play opponents is the biggest Miss Marvel fan ever. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, unrelated, but a fun story is the most damage I've ever seen a, seen a Sinister Trap do was when he pulled me with Miss Marvel in our first game into it, pulled Mysterio into it, and did uh, five damage and thought that he killed Mysterio on the first attack. And I was able to say, like, oh, haha, like Mysterio has six on his front. That's great. Uh, and then I realized that he did five damage to Mysterio before, and it was my trap, and I felt really, really sad. Yeah. So I'm I'm good with the idea of Miss Marvel here. Uh-huh. Because it, it, one, we have a lot of short-range characters that we can bring into the blender with, with uh, Morpho Punch. Yep. Um, we get, she gets the reroll, she has another throw for us. Um, but also, like, the amount of range you get off of that place, that range oh, one transform to the high five attacks is just so much. It, it's impossible for me to plan out what I expect her to do because of the transforms that happen so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it just can be everywhere. Just, yeah. like, um, just like it's an elastic ball just bouncing around the map. Mm-hmm. It's also like not a super strong play, but it's kind of cool that if we add in Cable and Miss Marvel, um, we're kind of getting to a spot where we're immune to poison. Yeah, which is like a super corner case, but like I don't hate that either. Yeah, uh, which leaves us to talk about Sakias. I think we we are pretty established in wanting superpowered scoundrels. Yep. But let's talk about the other twenty point uh, Sakia in the room. Oh, so that, you're right, ties in quite well with Terrigen Pods. Yeah. Um, cause let's, let's just look, because uh, we have a lot of people who gain two power a turn. Yep. Or more, who poison does not hurt as much. Yep. Um, we have uh, uh, Mr. Bear Mordeaux, who can plague spread the poison. From one of them. Yep. Uh, we have Doctor is- Strange too, who's gonna throw out poison. Yeah. Um. And then we have Cable and Miss Marvel, who are both immune to poison. This sounds like an oddly super annoying list to play against if you yeah. end up pulling that secure. Yeah. So I th- <laughs> I think we want that secure. Yep. And at so that- twenty, we are able to play. Play all of our big boys, right? Yeah, play... it's it's what Strange Supreme, Voodoo. Yep, nine cable puts us to fourteen. Yep, and then Mysterio puts us yep. to uh seventeen. Seventeen, and then uh Magic or Bear Mordeaux. Yep, or you can throw Miss Marvel in too. No, that would not let you affiliated. Oh, you're right, because we're still trying to go affiliated through Convo. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Or you can do a uh, strategy where you're going uh, Voodoo, Ancient One, Mordeaux, Magic uh, for 
8 plus 6 is 14, Mysterio equals 17, and then Miss Marvel is 20 and go 6 wide. I'm The more I play this game, the more I'm really liking the Horde style, like just bodies over bullets idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like your second your second play there better. Yeah, but I still think the the uh, cable uh, big strange list is is mighty scary. Yeah, the cool thing about it is just having the option to do both, oh, yeah. right? You get to end up do like a little bit of list chicken, and anytime you have list chicken, you have the chance to just win the game before you kind of get there. I guess not in Marvel; it's not a straight win the game, yeah. but you get a huge advantage, right? If they just pick wrong. Yep. Uh, yep. What do we want our third secure to be? So, we have two 20-point lists. I How do you feel about when you... Do you like to keep Convocation at a really high point level? They they seem like they want to be like a 17 and up to me from what we've kind of built. Uh, well, so let's look at our, our minimum build right now. Um, cause like we our did core not small. Long, so yeah. our minimum affiliated is 10 plus the three of, of Mysterio. Yeah. So we can. So go, we definitely want to play high. Well, we can play fifteen pretty easily because we also have uh, bullseye. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't think we want fourteen. But I think no. we can go fifteen or higher pretty easily. I still feel like the list that we've made wants to get into that seventeen eighteen point at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Whenever I feel like it, whenever I have like a ten point core like that, I'm really nervous to play like a 15 16 just because things get squished so quickly so if we do like a 17 18 what are some fun 17 18 so correct me if i'm wrong but this list looks like it wants to to attrition quite hard right uh yeah it's it's more on the attrition end for sure yeah so i think the the easy answer then for me would be demons right well i want to go a separate way okay i'm ready uh inclusions open Okay, I like that we're on the same idea of 19, which is good. Uh, but also, uh, you can trick and trap someone placing off of the intrusion. <laughs> that is true. I do like that. And that just seems annoying. <laughs> yeah. And then you actually get to move after they portal in. So they yeah. portal in and then you just like kind of piece out. Uh-huh. Uh, that does sound great. Yep. And... So we think we have, that's a C, right? Yeah. So that's across the middle. My only thing with C's is that if we're looking at... I just think Cable is worse on C's, but I guess we can probably go... Strange doesn't really care C's or E's, right? He yeah. just likes to, to get in there and Miss fuck. Marvel loves C's. Why is that? Teach me on that one. Um, because of the way her transform works, um, on C's and E's, um, yep. But C specifically, um, she can have such distance. Like, you can be on one point, range one place into a large base, and you can almost reach to the other point. Yeah, so you just, just because... Okay, yeah, I follow you on that. And if you end up... There are times when C's end up falling apart into, front, uh, uh, like, back-to-front matches just sideways. Uh, yeah, like where you both kind of like shuffle left and then you fight the middle the other way? Yeah. Yep. Um, that can happen. But I think the big one is Ancient One Love Seas. 
because it keeps her within two most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which she loves. And specifically with, with uh, the portals, she can teleport right on top of someone. And yeah, I guess right. she that... wants to be. Yeah, she doesn't have to win then, right? Because she just ends up like in someone's grill. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if we are playing Poison Stack, which we're yep. kind of doing in our team already, uh, we can uh, suddenly, they aren't auto-generating power to always be able to use the portal. Yep, so it limits them, whereas we get to, like, willy-nilly run around because we have power out the wazoo with this team. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. I know uh, prior to this we talked about a little bit how we both play League. I'm, uh, I've am played Singed for the longest time, so when you said Poison Stack, I was like, yep, I'm in. We'll take that one. That is better. Ah, <laughs> uh, I I have been a Vokas player for a long time. Uh, There's too much math involved. I can't do it. Oh, Vokas support is so much fun. I think any, yeah, any big AP support is fun because you just get to, like, blow your load and then you're like, I don't know, good luck, ADC. Like, I've done all I can do. I have nothing to save you. <laughs> well, so you have in-lane Q-Poke, which is yep. super annoying. Uh, you have the E to knock up. And then in late game te- in mid-game team fights, you just blow people up randomly because you're dealing true damage. Yeah, the best thing about that is, like, when you get to, like, 21 minutes or something and they're like, okay, like supports there and then you're like no i'm actually a full carry yeah like like that to me is just always the most fun i play a lot of brand for that reason yeah so i've recently so i play all the mobas yep uh, uh i've recently fallen back into smite i didn't really know that was still being supported oh yes really uh, and it is like the most different of mobas other than maybe dota what like, so what makes it different? Um, there are pro- so on a on a map there are one. It's the viewpoint because it's that third person angle rather than okay. the isometric. Yep. Uh, but more and and auto attacks are skill shots. Every auto attack is a skill shot. Yeah, because cause you are at a third person angle. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So everything's a skill shot in that game. Uh, I'd be so bad at that game. I'm telling you I play Singed for a reason. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, there are characters that take less uh, skill shotting than others. so there's Less skill to be good, yep. I hear I hear what you're saying there. I appreciate you being kind to me. Uh, you could probably play Kabrakken very well. Because um, Kabrakken uh, just runs in the middle. Uh, he gets a buff uh, on one of his attacks. Uh that stuns an enemy, and then he just starts slamming the ground, and it causes what's known as wobble. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh... Like the equivalent of a slow or something? No. Uh, it randomly moves you left and right on top of whatever you're already moving. So you get, like, drunken sailor legs, and you just kind of, like, yeah. almost fall over a bunch? Okay. Okay. Now, what is... So I thought Smite was, like, they're all based off gods, correct? Yes. So what... What pantheon or what religion is... Did you say it's... It's not Kraken, was it? So what what religion is that from? Uh, let me double check, because I can't remember off the top of my head, so I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Uh, I like to put you on the spot. Makes me feel good like I'm... Uh, in the driver's the seat. Pantheon. Okay. That's, that makes sense, because I had no idea. That's not one I'm like super well-versed in. Yes, he is the destroyer of mountains. Like the almost like a 
what do you want to call it? Like a wibble wobble master makes everyone fall over. I like it. Yeah. Um. So he's a big tanky guy that just runs in the middle of the team fight and starts slamming the ground to make everyone have harder time hitting their skill shots. Oh, I didn't think about that because yeah, everything is a skill shot. So if you're going left and right, that does seem like a, a super headache. Yeah. He seems quite trolly, actually. I like him. <laughs> um, but it's uh the the two other things is that um on conquest, which is their like summoner's west variant, there's about twice yep. as many buffs. But each okay. player can only hold one buff. So there's actually like a support buff that the support is supposed to roam off and go get every once in a while that gives them a specific buff. And like there are there's there is five buffs, so each member of your team can have a buff. Does it announce like do they all spawn like randomly, I'm guessing? No, no, no. They all have their own spot on the in the jungle. Like the jungle oh, is a lot more filled than yeah. than leak. I was thinking it was like a Dota rune where it spawns and you have to like figure out what it is and who should probably like try and take it. No. But that makes more sense that they just have like a home in the jungle. Yeah. And then the other thing is that uh, supports are more often... Uh, if you play lane for five minutes as support and then it turns into a 1v1 and you are hard roamer. I think that is the way more fun playstyle. Yeah. That just like the roaming gang squad is just great. But it, it's such a hard thing to turn in my brain coming from League. Yeah, there's a lot of babysitting in League. But I mean, that's it's similar in Dota, is it not? Where like you end up, you have like tri lanes and you have like a lot more roaming. <sighs> Dota is a weird game. I, I have tried Dota. I played Dota actually for a little while. And I just found that after coming from League, because I started with League, um, Whenever you use an ability in Dota, you're like, okay, that's my mana bar. Like, okay. I'm, I'm spent. And I just found it so boring. Like, I just want to shoot all the abilities. So, uh, Dota is a game about microaggression. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend, um, the Miss Marvel player, is actually a huge Dota fan, too, and he tells me that all the time. Yeah. Um, I love watching Dota as a competitive game. I will never be good at it. I I do watch TI. Like, oh, yeah. I think that is more fun than any League world or anything. Uh-huh. Um, oh, what, what match was it? One second, I need to go back to my playlist. Um, but, like, honestly, one of the best sports matches, not just, like, eSports matches, but best sports matches was at a TI. Uh, eSports. There we go. Was Ancient Apparition in it? Probably not, right? No, I'm thinking of E-Home versus EG Game 1 from TI6. Okay, I'm looking. Uh, which is an hour-long game, hour-plus-long game, where EG loses all of their barracks, so they're fighting super minions in every lane, and yep. manage to win. It always feels better when the comeback is, like, a bigger mountain, right? A bigger hill. Yeah, it is, like, one of the few times in competitive this has ever happened, and the only time on the biggest stage of them all. Yeah. It's, it's one of two things that I would put up there with, like, the greatest sports matches of all time. The other one being uh, 
Evo 2014, Blood Blues, uh, Chrono Phantasm, Grand Finals, uh, Dogo vs. Uh, uh, Galileo. Uh, you lost me at when you said Evo and not like moment 37 or 27. That's like the extent of my Evo knowledge. Uh, so this is... So it's like Evo moment 37 is definitely one of like the best sports moments ever, but it's not a great like full game, if that makes True, sense. True, yeah. It's like um, it's like one like series of blocks pretty much right yeah uh the grand finals for blaz blue in 2014 is one of the most back and forth and intense games of uh, fighting game sets ever and it's also a comeback story about this guy lost to uh galileo lost to dogura in upper bracket won the loser's bracket and is now coming back to try and win it again to try and beat it, the person who knocked him into losers bracket. In that format, do you have to win like um, two times? Like, do you yes. have to win the? Yeah, I love those. I think that's the coolest way to do like any sort of format. I think that works for shorter stuff like fighting games. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. It does not work in like league where you have hour long games. Yeah, or you can do it like a Marvel where you're like, okay, uh, reset, run it again. But it just—I just like the idea where they have to like win twice it just it makes for good stories right oh yeah now i i have a dear dear love for all of esports uh i still follow the heroes of the storm scene cause they also have that's also a fascinating game um mm -hmm. no my favorite moba no longer exists and it's a thing called infinite crisis i have not heard that one dc comics made a moba for a while oh really yes was and Scarecrow it, in it? No, sadly not. Right. It was probably terrible. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> um, because, so they did alternate universe versions of some of the characters as, like, different characters. So if you go to uh, recording chat and scroll mm -hmm. up a little bit, you will see uh, Atomic Wonder Woman. Recording chat. Sorry, say the name again? Uh, scroll up a little bit and you'll see just a picture with the logo Infinite Crisis. Infinite, I see infinite infinity wars. Uh, the picture right below it. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so that is Atomic Wonder Woman. Uh, I highly recommend everyone at home check her out because she is an amazing bit of design. Uh, but this is a universe in which the nuclear bombs drop and what happens to the superheroes after that. She kind of has like the Rosie the Riveter meets like. Um, what was that video game where you're fighting zombies in a mall and you have a chainsaw? Dead Rising? Yeah. She kind of has like a weird like flex of those to me. And a little bit of like the Mad Max style too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's, uh, she was an assassin. She was great. Um, I love this game dearly. I could talk about it forever, but we still have more crises yeah. and <laughs> tactics cards to talk about, so... Fair. All right. Um, what do we think our extracts are going to be? Um, so if we get back to our team, we want to fight. So in my mind, in my less than year experience, if we want to fight, we want slow extracts typically. Mm -hmm. But I think my first idea, I know everyone says that like it's a trap, but I think hammers is good. I don't think it is. Okay. So this, I've fallen for the trap card. 
Okay. And tell, here, and tell I me think, why. Because uh, Convocation relies on their tactics card so much. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I didn't take that part in. Yeah. Okay. Well, strike uh, that from the record. What do you think I, the idea then of playing just slow scoring ones? I, I love slow scoring extracts, and I want to bring up one that we may be able to score quickly, though. Is it herbs? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think we could fairly easily get a turn to herb. Okay, uh, so this, you can tell me about this, because this is where I've actually asked this on a couple of discords, and I get different answers, and you can give me your opinion. If you are taking herbs, and you're not, and you don't have a turn one play, do you think that is dangerous? No. No? You think that as long as you can score it turn two, it's still worth having? Uh, I think, um, it's not so much, here, let me, let me phrase it this way. There are so few teams teched for top one herb plays mm -hmm. in the meta that I think it is not an issue. If those become more prominent in the meta, then, then yes, I think off. that suddenly the thing to worry about. But like one in every 20 teams is going to have a turn one herb play. Okay. I guess that's fair. I have um, one guy who just loves Rube Goldberg anything that he possibly can. Mm -hmm. And it seems that every list has a turn one herb play. So maybe that's just like a local bias that I have. Yeah. But I think, I think on a competitive scene, most lists can either be a functional list everywhere or be a turn one herb list. Okay. That's and, fair. And it's, there are very few ways to... It's it generally if you have a mishmash of the two, you're going for a turn two herb, not a turn one herb. Yeah, that's kind of I I can pretty easily do it in the list that I make it like with uh, Criminal Syndicate because I'm obviously on the Juggernaut train like everyone else, mm -hmm. and that to me that's where I f I was like okay I can do it turn two, but is that good enough? Yeah. And, and the I've got other thing anyways. is we have a lot of ways to disrupt a turn one herb play. Well, we have Voodoo. Does Voodoo disrupt? I'd assume he can possess that character, right? Yeah, he could. If you get the power, he possess that character. Yep. Um, we also have uh, Miss Marvel, who at range four can push if if they're putting it on a size two character. Yep. We can draw them in, and we have Mysterio, where if we can deal damage, we can walk them off the point. I like that. I guess we also have some pretty decent just kill the carrier too, right? Yeah, and we also have uh, Ancient One who just goes in and can kill the carrier turn two. Yep. Now the only, I guess, like concern I have then with herbs is that it's 15 points, is it not? Yes, it is. But as we, don't... we talked about, we have a pretty okay 15 points. Yep, that's true. Because we have our 10 and then we have a 3 in Bullseye, right? Yeah. And so also... Points don't necessarily line up. As yeah, that's true. Well, anymore because your opponent picks, so there's a lot more chance that you're going off points. Yeah, um, I'm just always concerned when I throw it out, and then if they're like, "Oh, you know what?" Yeah, and that always feels quite bad. But it's like at any higher point value where we can fit Supreme Strange in, and he can start um, scalpeling people across yeah. the board with the herb. That is suddenly terrifying for the opponent. 
I love, I know it costs four, so obviously it should be quite good. But the first time I read it, I didn't realize it was any character. I thought it was just allied. But the fact that it's any character just to like throw people away, it's so good. It's just, yeah. does a little bit of everything. Um, and like, also we can play, we can play four wide on herb with strange. Cause we can go three, three, four, five, right? Yes. So we can go like ancient one, strange, a three and Mysterio. Yeah. Now can you, can magic limbo stick with, um, an objective? I don't think you can, right? Check. Oh, you can. Yes, you can. Wow, that's really spicy. Yeah, and that's up to range three. Yeah, range three plus base plus um. Medium move plus base plus scalpel plus. Yeah, it, can... it's almost assuredly across the board. Yeah, I'm so you can't scalpel turn one right because he only gains two. But if you could R and D, I guess no, you're not gonna be able to R and D magic to three as well, right? Yeah. Okay, but, but you still any, for sure can score it too. Thing where you like yeah. put magic out there, but don't pick up the hub. Um, turn one, and yep. then you can limbo step, uh, like on D at the end of turn one, and then limbo step scalpel. Um, because you can Walk, even use, yeah. yeah, if you can even do strange supreme, uh, as the uh on D player because he can just spend two and then gain his three for turn. And be up. Yeah, he can have it set for um, round two, right? By giving yeah. one of his away. Yep. Mm -hmm. God, that feels good. Yeah. So, I, so I, the only the only issue then is that you're running magic at people on turn one, and you just hope she doesn't get popped, right? Yeah, and she has. Uh, and you run Hosea late in the turn too. Yeah. Just to keep her safe, and also it's uh, she has her Mystic Defense, uh, wild canceling. Yeah, it's like it's queen. similar to Strange Two, is it correct? Yeah, but basically it's it's only Mystic instead of Mystic and Energy. Yeah, just because he's more versed in the technique or whatever, like yeah. thematically. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, I like that at fifteen. And then it seems quite good. We want our higher point value, so let's get Alien Ship. Yep. This is gonna be the easily the highest points I've ever played. Just. 420, 320s right now. I'm, 320s, I'm digging it. a 19. Yeah. And then an obvious herb, like spicy herb play. I like it. And then I think for last one, I think because we have really solid mystic defenses across the board, I think we don't mind Montessi. Uh, Montessi is energy, is it not? Yes. Okay, you you lost me on that. If you're giving them an energy, with the magic it's it's we scale so it's like with super weak against physical we have like mediocre energy defense except for mysterio yep. but he has his special thing and then yep. really good mystic defense because if you look at it like strength three is three three five but he gets his uh defensive rules against uh energy you have ancient one who is a two three five so she's getting three but still getting her martial artist Trigger. Yep. Um, and then like Bear Modo is a two four four. It's a two four four. Yeah. Why? Why is the second one a four? 
because it's great. <laughs> and he's six health as well too, eh? He's I have not looked at him like nearly deep enough now that I'm realizing that he's six health. He's actually surprisingly kind of tanky too. And okay, here's the kicker: he adds dice to Mysterio's basic attacks. So you get that move off more often. I'm like quickly falling in love with Baron Mordo. He just looks so. He just does so much. I like know. it's cool. I just knew he did the, like, make an attack, Baron Mordo, like, amps you up and you take damage, but, you know, gets two dice. But I didn't realize he's 2-4-4-6. And 2-4-4, when you have Ironbound books, like, he's actually 4-4-4, right? Yeah, with 6 health, which is a lot. Yeah, and he's only cost 3, eh? Mm -hmm. So it's like, either, so the two options we're looking at are either, if we want a medium thing, if we want a middle point for, like, if we're facing Blackwater and want a little bit of points going, we can go Mon try and fish for Montessi. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a little less optimal now. Or we can go for uh, Scrolls. Yeah, Scrolls is where I was looking. Yeah. Okay, Scrolls it is. Because also, right. like, just with our team, we have so much place. Yeah, the speed doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, we just have so much yeah. place and transform and stuff like like picking up the scroll on Miss Marvel and then off of Embiggen which is range 2 and then you transform back from her backside so you're way far back and then you scalpel Miss Marvel to who knows where and they're never going to catch her yeah and then you make your small move you're like oh that was so bad for me like this sucks yeah yeah okay I'm good with that um, so you have super powered scoundrels Terrigen form um, seals Herbs, alien ship, and scrolls, right? That's what you have too? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I'm down on that. So let's look at the other convocation cards right now. Because convocation yep. has a lot of cards. So so far we have Ironbound Books and we have um, Bar with no door. Yes, sorry. I always want to look just call it bar, but it's the bar, right? Yes. Okay. Uh so that leaves six other tactics cards that are affiliated to talk about. Be a long episode. They have like a, a small library. Well, they're magician wizards. What no, do you expect? That, that's true. Yeah, everyone's got their grimoire or whatever. I'm down. All right. Um. So we have. Uh, so there's the astral ring. Yep. Uh, which is you pay to a complication place pays to at the start of the activation, and you place the projection token, and basically all attacks superpowers are measured no. from the projection instead of it. Yes. Now, when you get attacked back, are you attacking the token, or are they attacking you? They are attacking you. Oh, nice. So it's actually just, like, a huge range enhancer, right? Yeah, and while the projection token is in play, this character cannot be advanced or placed. Ooh. So that's... I was trying to think that maybe that'd be a cool way to, like... Well, it would be really good, too, because you can play that if you get herbs, and you can push yourself away and you actually can't be pushed off the herb, right? Well, it's also... It, you or you can also, be pushed, sorry. Uh-huh. Well, it's also uh, the projection token contests, not uh, you contest. Oh, I see. Okay, so if you do that, you actually just, like, like spirit step yourself away from the vessel, which is not good. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, if you want a position for start of next round, you can, like, projection token in. And the big thing that I've seen people do with this is do it with uh, Strange Supreme mm -hmm. to uh, set up a uh, AoE attack. 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense because then at the beginning of next turn, you revert back to your place, right? So you're out of danger. Yeah, but you place it out of three and then suddenly uh, you place it in a big swarm of people and do an area too. Yeah, like a surprise. So that's, that's a maybe, but I'm not sure if we quite want to do that with our list. Because I do think there is a card um, that we need to get in here because it is Mysterio's card, the Grand Illusion. Yes. So that, I've actually already put that in there. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Bane of Dalmar. Um, yep. Which is when a Convocation character attack is resolved... And if the attack will contain one or more wilds or hits, you may spend one power to play this card. And target character and enemy characters within two of it gain root. It's quite spicy with the poison spreading that we're doing, right? Yeah. And root just is such idea. an annoying condition at times. Yeah. Um, just, I think that kind of bodes well with Mysterio too, because we're just kind of screwing up with like the economy of the other team. Yeah. Right? Like, if you want to attack him, you're spending two, you're poisoned, so you don't have less. Now you're rooted. I think I quite like that. Yeah. Okay, let's throw that in there. We have the Book of Cagliostro. Yep. Uh, which is choose a convocation character. The chosen character and two other characters within three may each spend two to play this card. Um, and you remove a, uh, you remove the activated token from the chosen character. I don't think we're quite the list for that. I don't think we're playing like the concentration of, of characters that yeah. work activations. I'm not a big fan of any card that looks like that. That was kind of similar to the Strange One card, right? Where you can kind of like set up like a, a big Unibeam attack or something yeah. or something. I just find that the game plays so fast that, I mean, range three is pretty decent, but yeah, probably scoop on that. Yeah. Um, Orb of Agamotto. Any number okay. of convocation characters not holding an objective token may spend three each to play this card. And they all... It, it is Rainbow Bridge. I was just going to say, yeah, it's Rainbow Bridge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, super good. Like, having... I haven't played against this specifically, but I've played against Rainbow Bridge, and it's annoying as hell, especially for, like, turn two plays where all of a sudden they're in your grill. That seems quite good with um, Ancient One. Yeah. But I... I let... We have a concentration, so let's get wait and finish this up and see if there's any others before we jump on it, if that makes sense. Sure. Yep. Because um, the one I'm actually thinking about is Plane of Poldark. Okay. Any convocation character may spend three to play this card. Choose an enemy character. Ally characters may reroll any number of attack die when making mystic attacks against the target character this round. This is quite similar to the Cabal card, right? Dark Rain? Yeah, so this is Dark Rain. But instead of only affiliated characters being able to reroll, it's anyone making a mystic attack can reroll. Yeah, and we have... Oh, so we have Cable with Asani-san. Mysterio loves it. Yep, and all of our Convocation people love it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, that one, you're right, does seem quite good. And then finally we have Wand of Tomb, which I'm least excited about in this case. Uh, but it's a Convocation uh, character may spend two to play this card. Choose one of the following effects. You either make, uh, you either uh, use the listed above uh, elemental blast attack once per mm -hmm. activation, which is a range five seven dice with a uh, zero cost attack with a wild attack, uh, wild uh, trigger where if it triggers they gain shock, incinerate, and slow. 
Just gain everything. Yep. Uh, this character can reroll two of its defense dice this round. Or this character may use a superpower that is normally listed to once put on a second time this activation, paying all costs as normal. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that would be I'm not super sure useful. This list. Yeah, I think because the most exciting thing on that card, I think the superpower is nice, but the range five attack would be great in some affiliations, but we're already taking strange two and we're taking cable potentially. Yeah. And we have bullseye. So we just kind of have like, we already have a big range advantage. I don't think you need to stack more into it. Yeah. And we're not playing the condition list. Yeah. In, in convocations. Cause I think there could be like a convocation condition list that's playing this and like splashing crystal. Yeah. Just to put everything out. Yeah. Okay, so scoop on that. So I think so then, the Podonk? Yeah, I've, I have uh, Ironbound Books, The Bar With No Doors, Planes of Podoc, and The Grand Illusion from that, but I also have added in Journey Through Limbo as well. Yes. So I think that's just a fun card, and I yep. would probably say that's one that we definitely should have. So yes. So it's, it's just the way I go through do doing my tactics cards, I do affiliated, character-specific, restricted, then everything else. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. So where's your next step to then? Uh, so now we're doing character-specific cards. So we have Journey Through Limbo. Yep. One second. Let me... And then let's look at what other characters we have. Um, Most of these characters don't have character-specific cards. Um, what? We have Dr. Voodoo, so we definitely yes. have Seance. Yes. That, that, I was going to bring that up. The only <laughs> other one we have is Seance. I don't think I've ever seen that played, um, ever, actually. Let's, I'm going to pull it up. Let's see. So it's, he may play it. Well, Dr. Voodoo has Brother Daniel. Add two additional defense dice. Or add two dice. One. Uh, yeah, add two dice yeah, instead of one crits. when rolling crits. And, and the other, otherwise they don't get their, the actual crit, like, um, explosion, right? Yeah. I'd say that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's medium. Yeah, <laughs> it's got really cool art, though. Big fan of the token. So, yes. so that leads us into restricted cards. Yep. Um, do you have a personal set of restricted cards you go for? Well, I think in this case, if we're going to fight, I'm probably going to lean towards... I know that the idea is maybe to go with Bitter Rivals, but I'm just not a, a huge fan of Bitter Rivals. We have pretty high health pools, so I would maybe reach for... I want to say medpack. Okay. Um, I like medpack. Patch-up's also good, but I just like medpack because you can medpack yourself. Yep. And we have a lot of power on our characters, so we probably don't need to like let our other friends heal us. And then I have to look at the reading on Ironbound Books, but I don't think Ironbound Books affects your... Or not Ironbound Books, sorry. Yeah, it's Ironbound Books, right? I don't think you get the, the dodge roll, right? Nope. And we have so then I, physical, so I do think... Yeah, then I, I'm definitely thinking Brace is a must, then. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's throw um, bracing. So that leaves us with three slots. Okay, so let's put our brace in. Our pack. Okay, so then we just have, at this point, we're just picking like cards that are, are I would say first off, we're going to pick like cards that are just strong, right? Yeah. So I would say we, we have to go with Indomitable. That Fair card enough. just, it's very hard to say no to. Mm -hmm. uh, we're playing a fighty team, so Blind Obsession is something to always look at. Yep, Blind Obsession is good. 
Um, and then I want to bring up, we have the high health pool, so I want to bring up one of my favorite cards. Okay. Uh, no matter the cost. Okay, that's spicy. Let's see, do we have really expensive spenders, though? That's kind of like the second part of that card that we want, right? Well, it's not necessarily about having expensive spenders. It's about having spenders we can make one or zero cost, which we do. We have a lot of four-cost spenders. Yeah. Ancient One has a four-cost spender. Mysterio has a four-cost spender. Yep. Cable. Oh, Cable's a six, actually. I don't know why I was thinking yeah. he's four. Uh, Dr. Voodoo has a three-cost spender. Bear Mordell has a four-cost spender. Uh, so you're in that spot where you can kind of just pull them down to free, right? Is what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Uh, and Strange Supreme... We make it a three-cost spender, but it heals each time. Yeah, so it gives itself back extra. Yeah. And a double dip in efficiency. Mm-hmm. Okay. No matter the cost. And that would be a full list. I'm in. Cool. Now, I will tell you that I have, like, Almost none of these models, but I can tell you that I can actually play this. Uh, I'll just have my friends bring over. He has his convocation list. Mm -hmm. And I can steal my friend's cable, and then when we're done playing, I can just uh, launch it into the sun, because it terrifies me to this day. <laughs> well, then. This is great. <laughs> For the people at home, uh, the final list is Mysterio, Dr. Voodoo, Dr. Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Bear Mordo, Ancient One, Magic, Cable, Baron Zemo, Bullseye, and Miss Marvel. Uh, for tactics cards, we have The Bar With No Door, Ironbound Books of Shumagorath, The Grand Illusion, Plains of Poldonk, Journey Through Limbo, Med Pack, Brace for Impact, Indomitable, Blind Obsession, and No Matter the Cost. For Secures, mm -hmm. we have Superpowered Scoundrels Form Sinister Syndicate, Terrigen Clouds Sweep Across City, and Intrusions Open Across City as Seal Collapse. And then for Extracts, we have Mystic Wakandan Herb, Fact or Fiction, Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown, and Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? So I'm on um, most of the Discord servers. My name is Legion. I have a picture of Mysterio. So you can reach out to me through that. Or on Facebook, um, I'm just RJM, but it's A-R-E-J-A-Y-E-M-M, just because I'm a teacher, so i got to hide my, my online presence. Ah, uh, yes. Very fair. Um, yeah. And there was a thing you wanted to shout out at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I just wanted to plug, um, we have an event coming up in Windsor that we're going to run. It's going to be a three-man team event, so it's that format where you can't uh, duplicate any card across any of your teams. So my team just started doing our our list creation today, and it's a ton of fun trying to like look at how everyone wants the same five cards, and then we have to bitch and complain about who gets them and why they need it most. So that's a lot of fun, and that's going to be on June 25th uh, in Windsor. So if you're in the, I guess, like the Michigan, Ohio area, if you want to come up, or if you're in Ontario, you want to come down, uh, we have three spots left right now. So we have room, and we're going to play Marvel for a little bit, and then we're going to go to the bar afterwards, which is the most fun about any of that. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to reach out to me, um, you can find me at uh, Gegypt on all the non-MCP discords, like the White on all the MCP discords. Uh, 
if you want to uh, support the show, do that at patreon.com slash Alexa White, where you get a deluge of bonus episodes recently. Um, because uh, I have bonus episodes covering uh, the Scream 2022 movie, uh, the Uncharted movie, The Batman, and uh, Sanctuary, the TV show from the 2000s, all have come out within the last uh, about two weeks. So you can get all that bonus content uh, on the Patreon on top of just getting access to the Discord and seeing all the fun custom projects, custom MCP projects I'm working on, and just supporting the show. Then we have, uh, then if you want to see me playing something completely different every other Monday at twitch.tv slash it's Hacker Mike, I am playing board games with my friends. Uh, and we're having a fun time. And then each Saturday and Sunday morning at twitch.tv slash Games, I'm doing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game. Currently, we're playing through Edge of the Earth with custom characters. Uh, we died on our blind face check really, really badly. So we're trying again. Re-rack, go again. Yeah, no, it really was that. <laughs> uh, we lost five of the expedition crew across two missions. Which was yeah, I think that you just hard reset at that point, right? Oh yes, that's what we did. Yeah, <laughs> Made, got new characters and everything. Yep. Um, well, session zero is always the most fun, right? You have your cool ideas and try yeah. again. And but um, so yeah, and then uh, upcoming is leader out of their own affiliation month. So if you have a leader that you want to talk about out of affiliation, please reach out to me on Discord. And if you want to email the show, you can email us at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. Thank you very much for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, it's my first podcast. Thanks for having me. I had a ton of fun. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>